Yourself with Sarah Dawkins, Episode 4, with guest Kathy Newman. Hello, Kathy, and welcome to the show. Hello, Sarah. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for asking me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And um, the reason I've asked you is because you are one of the healers from my book, Heal Yourself. Um, and you, you yourself have gone through your own healing journey, healing thing, something that the doctors likely said is not possible to heal. Yeah. And yeah. yet here you are. I know. I know. Amazing. I'm pain free. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Would you like to tell the listeners who you are and where you've come from and what you did? Okay. So I'm Kathy Newman and I'm called The Essential Healer. My business is called Amazing Life Balance. I'm a natural health and well-being practitioner. And I have been for almost 10 years. And it all started when I started to have pain. So my journey kind of literally stemmed from about 10 years ago. Um, and at that point, I didn't know what the pain was, where it was coming from. So you kind of, you're alerted because the pain starts getting worse. And the mind fog started to get a little bit worse. But I was a certain age, so it was kind of okay. It could be menopause, it could be something else. And before I started um, going on uh, a health kick and, and trying to work out what to do, my first protocol really was let's go get it checked. So always go and get things checked. That's the first thing I say to anybody. Because at least then you kind of know what you're dealing with, even though we've got a, a name for it. You know you're not going to do yourself any damage if you start exercising or, you know, start doing lots of walking or whatever. So that was kind of where it started. Um, so I did my research. I got myself into the, the doctors and from there, rheumatology and all of the things that went with that. So they automatically said, well, it's fibromyalgia. Um, so I knew that I was okay. I knew I wasn't going to do myself any damage at this point. <laughs> I knew that I, I didn't have anything really, really bad, but the pain is bad enough to want to make you kind of stop, not do anything, not know where to start. And when you start researching, it can get very overwhelming with information and it can be very conflicting as well. That was the other thing that I found is that confliction um, as you go from site to site to site checking out Google and then what your family says and what friends say. So I kind of thought okay I'm I'm a tech geek anyway, love anything to do with tech so it's kind of okay dive in let's do some research and kind of see what fits for me, how do I feel when I read um, articles, when I read information. Um, I read a lot of published papers as well, that all helps. Um, and so as I went down this road, it kind of came to me that a lot of what's going to happen or what, let's step back. So what's been happening over many, many years, because of course I was because sort of late forties when I was doing all this research, um, is that we've actually been through a lot of challenges through our lives. And, and we've all been through them on some level and some probably worse than others, as we know. But either way, it's still pain that we hold on to. And that was what hit me. Oh, this is about pain, pain, emotional pain, physical, you know, pain. 
So the two kind of locked in for me that I can do something about this when I start to go through those challenges and those issues that I've had. And I think that's paramount for most people that actually we've been through these challenges, but are we recognizing that the two are the same thing? And it's been a gradual increase over years of little, little knocks on the head to say, are you feeling this yet? Are you just checking to see what this could be? And are you checking that? So when, we, when we're so busy in our chaotic lives, you know, in our lifestyle and our stresses, we're not paying attention to listening to our body and what it's telling us and what those niggles are. What does it mean? So then you start to do, okay, so I need to quieten things down a little bit so I can hear that voice within me that's telling me and showing me the way and the gut instinct that's showing you what could be done. And it's all there for us. So it's quite clear for me that as you pay attention to how the body feels, you can start to make those changes and know that you're okay and you can start stepping into, you know, you could go down the road of nutrition, you've got meditation. I was using essential oils because I've had essential oils in my life since I was about 18, probably less than that actually. So you, again, you know, you've got all these different ways of, of starting. And so my starting point was first start listening to the body get yourself out of bed and go for a walk. It was all very gentle little things, but those gentle little steps that I took started to open up into bigger things, more research, and you just keep going because it gets exciting to a point. When you suddenly realize even one pain isn't nearly as bad, you start going, oh my gosh, what more can I do then? You know, so, so yeah, so I think, for many women, especially for uh, clients that come and see me who have fibro or autoimmune in general, when you start to look at it from this incredible vantage point we have over these illnesses, um, we can start to look at it from a loving, a loving kind way instead of this poor me which is quite normal, we all have that, you know, there's nothing wrong in that. You're, you're allowed to have a bit of a pity party over it because it's not nice and it affects your life, your whole life for some people. But once we get it, we can be a bit more loving and gentle with ourselves and go, okay, this is okay, I can cope with this. And we take that first step and we start saying, okay, I have a belief now that I can overcome this pain. You know, I know people always get very fearful if I use the word healed or healing almost. You know, you have to be so careful, I'm symptom free. But that, you know, once people understand that you have total control, you know, you've done the doctors, you've been through the tests, you've done the things you need to do to know where you are, then you can start to take that control. And mine was literally, you know, go out, start walking. But while I was walking, I was playing the best music playlist ever. <laughs> so
so that I was uplifted. It didn't feel like a chore. It didn't feel like hard work. As soon as the music started playing, because I love music, it was a kind of woohoo, come on, I can do this. And you feel it, don't you? You can feel it in your chest and you go, I can do this. And that's kind of literally that first step, no matter how I felt, no matter what was going on. And I had three kids. I still, I had all my walking kit at the bottom of the bed. I had my music playlist ready to go and my headphones all there. So I didn't have to keep looking around for them. And I would put everything on. It would be like five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning. I was hardcore in my world because I don't do mornings, but I did it anyway. So get it all on, get out the door and take yourself for a walk. Even if it's only around the block, as long as it's just enough to make you feel better and and it could be an audio book it could be something really inspirational listen to podcasts listen to audio books whatever lifts you and gets you out walking gets you out moving and i think then from that point you can start to see so i made loads of changes i made loads of changes then <laughs> fabulous fabulous um and what, what what was the drive for you to get up every morning if you don't do mornings? What was it that made you overcome whatever the barriers you had? Because I know that we have control over our brain, over our mind. We can let our mind continue with the old stories of our past, but we have to step into the person that we want to be. Now, I remember as a child that I would always, if I was feeling really bad, I would move my furniture in my bedroom. Now, I never knew back then what I was creating or what I was doing, and I'm known for just moving furniture in my house, my lounge, <laughs> but back then, I had no clue. But if I didn't feel good or things just felt boring, I would start moving things around in my bedroom and I'd feel better. And it's only now, and I mean now, that I go, oh, I understand that now. Because it literally, the minute you change your surroundings and you then change the way you think because you're not creating the same old story because you're in the same space. As I got older, I moved house instead. Much bigger. Let's go through a bit more stress. <laughs> but it works. And it was that mindset that said, you know what? I can change anyone. I can delete a file. I can move a file. What, you know, our computer is, is uh, our brain is just a computer. But all those stories are all stored in there as, as you know, files that you can just delete take out move away you know it's so easy but the only way you can do it is to change something within you I call this feng shui from the inside out <laughs> love it yeah because as, as you've said we have the power of choice yeah always yeah. sometimes we're between a rock and a hard plate but we've always got a choice. 
Yes. And sometimes those choices are really difficult. Yes. Like you're not one, you know, if you're not a morning person, to get up at five and six in the morning is quite challenging. It really is. But you made that choice and that played a huge part in your own healing journey, didn't it? Yes. And it is. It's it's making a choice for something better. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I think that's vital for people to realise that once you do make just one decision, no matter how difficult or how easy it is, you've made a different choice. So making it that first thing in the morning was vital to how I then set up the structure for the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And that rose. Sorry. And you, you talked about um, being that person you wanted to be in the future as well. Yeah. And, and bringing that by bringing that into the now, if we can yeah. see that future self um, and feel it and look at it in detail and imagine it in a, a meditation or a mindfulness situation and feel the emotions that goes with that, really feel deep into it. We can draw that into our now from our future. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. This is this is the only way that we can do it. Once you start to make those little tiny changes, that one little change, believing that you can heal and then maybe focus on the things that you're doing every single day, which is the same, getting out of bed at the same time, stepping out of bed and doing the same thing, going to deal with the children, whatever that routine is that you've got in the day, that, that first thing in the morning, you can change that routine to a different routine. Yeah. So when you change that routine, you change your physical aspect because you've changed your mindset and it's going, oh my God, she's doing something different. What do I do with this? So now it has to do some different working out to, to see what's gonna happen. Yeah. So you have to set up this new routine, which is how I thought, okay, if I'm doing walking, then I'm going to be changing something. Yeah, yeah. And another simple thing you can do is just brush your teeth with the opposite hand. Yes. So it's you're still brushing your teeth at brushing teeth time, but using the other hand, it really mixes your brain up and it has to work on a different level. Oh, it's, it's beautiful, isn't it? It is yeah. something so simple. Not, not easy, by the way. I've, tr I've been doing, try you know, trying that one. <laughs> I've tried it many times. <laughs> but, it, but it is about that, that shock tactic, if you like. Because yes. um, we get stuck in autopilot, don't we? And we just do. Yeah. Because it's what we do every day. And when we're in autopilot, we're not thinking about what's going on in our lives. So yeah. we don't really have the power of choice because we're just... Doing the mundane, whereas when we, we mix it up and change our mindset and change our our um, our, our way of doing something, our, our, our routine, um, either or both together, it really makes, like, jumpstarts our brain. Yeah, and I think that's, vi well, that, that's vital to any healing, yeah. you know, whether it's from fibromyalgia or anything else. You know, I've been doing it as well with the menopause symptoms which were horrendous for ages. And, and you just suddenly go, okay, so what can I change? Well, actually I stopped being so serious about it. That was one thing. Yeah. And, and if I had a hot flush, which I was having many of them and, and night sweats, 
and they're all day, every day. Yeah. And you suddenly go, okay, I'm just going to laugh this off instead of stress about it or worry that somebody's going to see me. And now I have a great big fan and I've got to bring that up. That makes other people laugh. And you're just going, just the minute you stop the stress, it's funny how other things then start to calm down. Well, it's the same with fibro. Once you calm down about it and you don't get so caught up in the emotion of it and the, the worry about it, you change it. You change the frequency of it. So it is changing that mindset. It is. And, and often it can be that that we worry about what other people will think. Yes. And, and in doing so, that causes us, us stress because we're looking at the world from other people's opinions and eyes. Yes. And really, all that truly matters is our own opinion and, and maybe those of the people around us that we care about. Yeah. But everybody else's opinion really isn't valid. Yeah. It's what we want to do and how we want to do it. Yeah, and that, that's, you know, you, you've hit the nail on the head that we worry way too much about what other people think. And yet we're all living our life through a different lens. So you could, I mean, I know that there was uh, research done on it where a hundred people all looked at, the, were, were watching the same sunset and every single one of them had a different perspective. Yeah. Every single one out of a hundred people, not one of us has the same idea and, and you, you stressing about what other people think about what you do, what you say, how you feel, whether you're having a fl hot flush, whether you're whatever, it doesn't matter. Everybody will have a different perception. And it goes the same with healing. You know, that we, we're, you know, your book is wonderful because when you do it from different, different, different perspectives and a different way of healing, then what you've got now is a whole book with all these different perceptions which are going to guide you to the same place which is healing yeah these different vantage points you just go oh my gosh you don't need to keep trying to climb that mountain to get where you want to be because actually you're already perfect to get all the other stuff away and we come back to the perfection that we actually already are yeah yeah, because we, we tend to look outside of ourselves for something. Yeah. And ultimately, it's all inside of us. Yeah. And at a deep and meaningful level, we know. Yeah. But we just have to tap into that. And we can only tap into that when we come out of that autopilot that we tend to run most of our life on. Yeah, yeah. And this, this comes back to... Um, you know, when we said about the mind, when we when we start, you know, I, I talk about mindfulness, but actually I don't like to talk about mindfulness. I like to talk about mindless because when we're out of our minds, it's when the best healing happens. It's when you're in flow. It's when you're in your creative. And it's and it's just it's beautiful. You know, I, I always go back to Thich Nhat Hanh. Um, you know, because he was the most beautiful Buddhist monk. And when he talked about how you go into that um, awareness, because that's what it is, you become aware in every single moment. So those tiny aspects of our day, when you start to slow it down, 
and you, instead of going into your head, you can catch yourself with your stories and you quietly go back to when you're washing up, very simple technique, when you're washing up, we're all just doing it to get the stuff cleaned and on the side or stacked into the dishwasher. But when we slow that down, suddenly it becomes a ritual. So now you feel the water if you're washing up. You feel how it, the water is through your, through your hands, through your fingers, how the plate feels when you're holding it and washing it. Is it warm water, cold water? The whole thing gets slowed down and now you're in the moment, you're in flow. Yeah. And that's awareness, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. I think children and animals have got the ability to bring us back into that now moment, into that, that awareness and, and be present yeah. as well. Um, yeah. and, and we need to be more present in our lives, don't we? Because so many of us run in autopilot. I mean, I'm guilty of it. You know, I'm not exempt. No, um, no, we're all the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, we, we, we know at times I'll catch myself running in autopilot. I'm like, you know, what are you doing? Just like yeah, be yeah. right here, right now. And, yeah. and like they can do it anywhere. You don't have to meditate and sit and be still. You can do it in your washing up. You can do it when you're driving the car and just be noticing everything around you. Um, you can do it, you know, in a supermarket queue. Be aware of who's around you, the temperature, the weight of your basket or how your trolley's moving. It's yeah. just about using your senses, isn't it, and bringing yourself back into that now moment. Yes, I mean, that was very valuable, actually, is that... I think people think that this is difficult, you know, that it's it's something else to add into your day. And you're going, actually, no, no, no. You know, every every moment of every day is um, is a way for us to to step into that awareness, to feel everything around us, you know, even space between two people standing in a queue. Yeah. yeah, how does it feel? Does that person feel happy behind you or in front of you? Or do they feel like they're rushing for the next thing? And whenever I talk to people about um, rushing and the stress in their day, I always think, you know, when you're sitting in or, or you're, you're sitting in your car, you're driving along down a, down a highway and you've got somebody behind you that's pushing all the time and they want to get round you and past you and you know and you can and you feel stressed just watching them but you've got your lovely music on you're in a lovely space you're thinking oh that's okay and he gets past you and then he's going past the next car and the next car and you all end up at the traffic lights at the same time yeah. and you're I'm calm and chilled loving my music and singing along the guy in the front who's got three down, he's got three cars further, is stressing at the lights because he needs to get past. And that's how most of us live our life without realizing it. Yes. But don't, don't you find that society kind of pushes us to be like that? Um, I remember my hus husband was saying in one of his very first jobs after leaving school, I won't say where it was, but it was like, all the time the manager was going hustle 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 do more do more it's like it's nothing to do why should i do more but yeah. i think that's perpetuated in society um yeah. and, I, and i feel sometimes that we're almost made to feel a bit guilty if we if we 
aren't hustling and rushing around and doing things. But yeah. taking that time out to be mindful, to be in the moment and have those moments is so necessary for health. It's a, a part of self-care. Yes, yes, it, it's totally self-care. And I, you know, some of the clients or majority of the clients that come and see me are, are women. Um, and when they come and see me and you ask them the question, how are you with self-love? Which, of course, same same thing as self-care. And they just look at you stunned. It's kind of, well, I've got my family to be thinking about and I'm busy doing this and my job and I don't really have the time. And what does it mean anyway? And it's yeah. that, isn't it? It's giving yourself time. It's when you have a cup of tea, you've got 10 minutes to have a cup of tea before you've got the next thing to do. And yet people will, and I, I'll say to them, you know, so how did you drink that cup of tea in that moment? Well, I just rushed it because I needed to get on. I said, supposing you just slowed the whole process down and it took 11 minutes and or maybe 12 minutes at most. I said, you feel better though, because now you've made it carefully. You've watched the water boil. You've watched the water go into the cup. You've got a lovely tea bag, which is, you know, all organic. And you've got, <laughs> you know, you did a, it's the whole ceremony of the moment, this ritual that you've, you're having your tea. So you slow it down. It's taking you 12 minutes instead of 10, but your cup of tea has now changed. And I can also add the energy of that tea has changed the frequencies changed because you gave yeah. it off when you did it as well as yourself absolutely and, and i've had a conversation with a friend of mine about um telling everything that we're putting into our body food drink that you know giving it that blessing that even telling it that i love you and, and making it with love it totally changes its molecular structure which yeah. has an impact on our health as well of course yeah and so many people don't know that you know and it's as simple as saying I love you to a cup of tea or a bottle of water and, and some people can go well that's a bit strange <laughs> <laughs> okay so so yeah okay it is strange but when you look at the crystalline structure underneath which has been done in magnifying glasses uh ma sorry microscopes yeah. it's like they're like snowflakes every single one's different and the emotion that you put towards that food or drink changes it um and then that impacts our health so just just tell the food that you love it or even just make it coming from a place of love rather than rush 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 yes yeah that's it's so valuable isn't it and it's all the things that we knew way back when yeah you know this is why you see certain people sitting around a table before they eat their food giving gratitude because it's that gratitude, which is love, you know, it, it absolutely changes everything. And you become that, um, you know, when, when you're doing it all the time as I do, and I, I know you do the same, is that we're so grateful um, for the challenges. We're grateful for the love we feel around us. We're grateful for our partners and our friends. When you come from that place with everything you do, because you've slowed everything down, then, everything changes doesn't yeah. it? and it's the same place yes yes it's just a different mindset yeah and and, and therefore you don't if, if you feel uncomfortable using the words i love you to to your tea or to your food or whatever 
then fine. But when you come from this beautiful space in your heart space, then it changes automatically. So yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, it's it's um, it's very profound, isn't it? Just and and so simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And often the simple things uh, work really well. Yes, you know, and I think if everybody simplified their lives just a little bit and realised that actually, you know, if if you go a step further, you know that everything is an illusion. And I know I study. Um, near-death experiences because I wanted to work through fears that I had that were stopping me from doing things like this, from stopping me from talking to people in, in a really d- deep way to help them to understand how, how to heal. But actually, when you study near-death experiences, you realize actually that's the only fear that you probably have in reality. And when you break down that fear, realizing that we never actually the physical aspects the physical aspect goes but our soul lives on then you stop having the fear around it so you you literally cutting everything back to basics and i think from that perspective you go well if i've got nothing to fear from death then i have nothing to fear from life yeah and and, and for me, that was probably one of the biggest awakenings for me. It was like I had this giant download of information started coming in from just not having that, that, that fear of when somebody passes over that they've left. They, they, I know that the, the physical aspect is really sad when somebody leaves. But when you, when you realize that they're still here, the essence of them is still here. I feel it all the time around me. I have, I've got a whole room full, <laughs> and it's powerful. Yeah, yes, it is, it is. And think, is it the Buddhist philosophy um, talks about the fear of loss because most, well, all of our fear, I would say, is about the fear of loss, whether it's loss of people that we love, whether it's loss of possessions, whether it's loss of money. Course. We we have a fear around loss, yes. but once we realise that everything is impermanent, yes, you know we come into the world with nothing. We're going to leave with nothing. Everything is totally impermanent. You know, it's just ours transiently. When we can come to terms with that, we can let go of the fear. We can, and I think again that goes to to the grieving process when we se- almost celebrate everything as. Um, as a loss and a grieving process instead of oh my gosh something's left me whatever that is and that feeling you have which is why cleansing a home is a really good idea of things you no longer need and hand them to somebody else let them have the beauty of them and i think all of this grieving process helps us to let go of those difficult situations in our life where once we've let it go, we've had gratitude because thank you f- for, for that being in my life, whether it was a person, it could be a partner, doesn't matter a thing. When we've let it go, we grieve that and then we can move forward because we're not holding on to that emotional baggage, which is what causes us to have these awful illnesses. For me, it was many, many challenges, um, you know, so 
all the pain that I was holding on to was all my past emotions. And as I worked through those emotions, the pain got less and less and less. And I used essential oils in between to kind of help with the pain in the process. And that helped with releasing these emotions. Uh, the walking helped because you create movement. The feng shui from the inside out means that as you're working through this process of letting stuff go and grieving that process in, in that process, then you start to see massive changes in your life. I've seen enlightenment happen because of this process and it's beautiful, you know, so it is important, the grieving process. Isn't it just, and, and I just want to, to pull back on the emotional pain and the physical pain, because as you've said, you, your physical pain came from your emotional um, traumas and, and problems. Yeah. And isn't it just that our body can produce physical pain? It's not in the mind, it's in our body physically that's coming from an emotional um, base. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it, it's very valuable when, when people start to realize that actually the emotional stuff that, that, we, um, that we do hold on to without even realizing it, we don't even need to know the, the story behind it or what happened in childhood that keeps bringing up the, the fear, but the story that keeps creating a different story, but the feeling is exactly the same. The emotion is the same. You just keep bringing it up again and again. But what we do when we feel that, we can start to go into, it's okay to let it go and be gentle and not go into that feeling or the story. We can change it instantly with a piece of music. We can change it instantly because suddenly we're gonna run up and down the stairs. Anything that stops us going into that story and making it bigger and then that keeps just re-implanting it in our brain all the time. And makes it stronger and stronger and stronger we don't want to build that folder with any more stories we want to let it go now you know and i'm, I'm a big believer in that you have to feel it to heal it so when you when that emotion comes through and that sadness or anger or whatever it is just take that moment and say you know i'm feeling sad or i'm feeling angry and it's okay so we're acknowledging it and then change the energy and, and our mindset. Yeah. Yes, I think the acknowledging of something is really, really valuable. Otherwise, you're you're kind of still distancing yourself a little bit from it. But once you can acknowledge it, well, you're bracing this emotion as a whole rather than just a little bit so that it has to keep coming up a little bit all the time until you've decided you're brave enough to go whole hog, acknowledge it for what it is yeah. and then be able to let that go. Yeah, and like you say, you don't need to go into the story of it, just acknowledge that feeling, that emotion, I'm feeling this way. Um, and even give yourself a hug, you know, physically, give yeah. yourself a hug. Um, yeah. And a big thing I love to do sometimes, because um, um, I'm still working through some of the things that um, I've been through, and, I, and sometimes I just put my hands on my heart, yeah. take a deep breath, and I just say, I love you. Yes. And it's so profound it's it has such an effect on my own being my own energy i can really feel the calm and the warmth coming from my hands it's beautiful. yeah yeah just supporting yourself and you know it's okay to acknowledge that you've been through some difficult times 
but give yourself a love and it comes back to like you say to your client you know what do you do to love yourself well you know giving myself a hug today yes and and actually you know and I, I i wrote a note on that as well that actually the falling in love with yourself and allowing yourself to have this this passionate affair with you first and to give yourself that hug like you just said with your hands over your heart i do the same and i because i love the sun i love to see it as a lovely warm orangey glow in my heart space and you can bring it from the top, you can bring it all the way through and do some breathing, really slow your breathing down and go deeper with your breath work because Absolutely. it all helps, doesn't it? This is self-love, this is self-care. Absolutely, and and with the breathing, you can, you can really tap in and use breathing to yeah. bring yourself back down and center yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and when we're on autopilot in a stressed state, we tend to breathe very lightly and shallowly from the top of our, our chest. But using the breathing and our hands on the heart or giving yourself a hug combined with the breathing, it really brings us back down and we do some deep belly breathing and it really changes that stress response, that energy that we were putting out and really calms it down. Yeah, it stops that fight or flight situation about to, to erupt into something a lot bigger. <laughs> It does it really does and it's it is as simple as just taking several really slow deep breaths as slow as you can really really slowly in and slowly out i think as well you know that sometimes we overthink the healing process and we stress i know we've talked about stress before but it's it's a kind of like we feel we've got to get better and we've got to do this and we've got to do that instead of just going you know go with the flow and really just calm your life down and just let things open up for you maybe that's also a simple way you know nobody has to do research you know if you want to just be guided by your heart space yeah. sometimes it's as simple as that saying a prayer you know whatever it feels right for you but not to try so hard all the time yeah just be in that flow state. Yes, and that's the loving part of you as well. That's that's the falling in love with yourself because you, you, you don't treat others in that way. You'll be harsh with them. Do this, do that, do the next thing, next thing, next thing. That didn't work, next thing. You know, now you just talk nicely to yourself. Love yourself, look at yourself in the mirror. Tell yourself every day, you know, that you are loved and, and I love you and it's amazing how things change with just calming things down, taking deeper breaths and just being you. Just worry about you for a while instead of wanting to help everybody else. Because I know all my clients do this. Great helpers. We're healers. So we want to go out there and heal everyone. But we mustn't forget about us first because we have to refill, don't we, before we can start helping off with everybody else. Yeah, and I like to turn it around and say to clients, you know, how would it be if you could give yourself the same loving, compassionate kindness that you would offer somebody else in your in this situation? You know, could you do that to yourself? Could you give yourself that same loving, compassionate kindness? And you know, sometimes it's like, it, again, it's a bit of a, a, a mind shock um, because people don't realise that they can do that. Yeah, and yeah, it's okay to be gentle with ourselves. 
Yeah. And gentle, I think it's gentle with everything you said about animals before, that actually just watching how your animals live, you know, it's it's wonderful. They, you know, you see a, a lion go to, to chase after, you know, the next kill, and, and that kill is, is literally, you know, if, it, if it's missed, the lion goes back to sleep, the, the animal that was being chased within moments is back grazing and is okay. They're not holding on to, oh my God, I was being chased by a lion and the lion's upset because he didn't get the prey. And it, you know, they, they don't. It's bit, five minutes later, it's all over. It's done, back to grazing, back to sleeping or on to the next. <laughs> and, and actually on, on that vein the, the animal that, that missed being killed if you notice if you've ever seen it they will shake yes they'll shake off that stress and we can do that too we can do shaking mm -hmm. movements literally yeah. any kind of shaking movements Brilliant. to shake out that stress yeah i didn't think of that i love that yeah 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 again this is the movement isn't it that when we it's move it, it's yeah. almost like if I do a healing on somebody, when they get up, you can almost see them have a, like a tingle, you know, because it goes all the way through them. And it's just kind of, and it's the same thing. It creates a movement inside you because you're changing a vibration. And if that animal felt the, 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 the huge upset of something, which would have been fight or flight, they just shake it off and then they go back to grazing. Whereas we hold on to it and go, Let's keep that story going with poor me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it was Tony Robbins that said, uh, if you want to change your life, change your story. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. do you know what? It's the most important thing to do. And if it means moving home, if it means changing your car, if it means changing a room that you can then go into and react in a different way, you're already making that story different. And I yeah. think that's the most powerful thing that we can do is that change that past belief to a new belief that anything is possible and we are limitless. Absolutely, yes, we are. And yourself and myself, all the other people in my book, we are yeah. proof that we can naturally self heal. You know, we don't need the pharmaceuticals. Our body knows what to do. We just have to remember that and tap into that. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And what an amazing book. Thank you. And thank you for being a part of it. You're very welcome. <laughs> well, Cathy, I've had a wonderful chat with you. Um, but before we go, could you leave, uh, could you give us, sorry, your uh, details so that people can find you? Where, where can they find you? Right, my website uh, is kathynewman.co.uk and I've got all sorts of information on there that you can go and check out. I have events. Um, I also have um, a program that I'm in the middle of putting together. So it's, uh, and I'll tell you what it's called. Uh, it's called uh, my book, first of all, because I'm going to be putting a book together for this year, is going to be called Finding Me, So You Can Find You. And so that will be coming out as an ebook. Uh, I've got a program which is going to be called Limitless You. So it is being up to what we're talking about. So it's going to be helping people to get into that space. Um, and also, um, I'm going to, I'm just in the middle of trademarking my uh, brand new 
uh, Newman Spinal Energy Renewal, which is using the essential oils, but using energy as well. Um, and that's been incredibly helpful for people, powerful in a way that it helps to overcome old emotions, letting go of old emotions um, and helping the body to go back, back into balance. So it sells in harmony, uh, body in balance is what it's called. So yes, oh, so, and it's all on my website. So you can check it out there. Thank you. And I'll put the links in the, the text below. Brilliant. Thank you. It's lovely to oh, talk to you, Sarah. This has been amazing. Absolutely, Cathy. And thank you so much again for all you do. Thank you.